What's going what on, everybody? Longest intro ever. <laughs> we're doing it's for you, Brian. Just to piss Brian off. Welcome Brian's back sick today. So we're fucking to with another him. episode of Sweat and Grime. You got the Matt motherfucking Totten across. What's up, everybody? You got the man that. <laughs> Looks like he needs some Adderall or something. <laughs> Greg motherfucking Johnson. What's up, guys? You got the dick on the mic. And we got Ron Lateral on the telephone. Ron, how are you today? Real good, real good. Thanks for inviting me on the show, guys. You're welcome, man. Thanks for, for coming on. Well. Glad to have you here. Uh, Brian just bitched out. He went full liberal on us tonight, and he lost I, his I fucking toe shoes, and he just couldn't make it he to the car. He sick. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So, but with that being said, we have a guest tonight. Ron, who are you? Where the fuck do you live, and what do you do? Well, um, I'm just a, a, a actually a, a 35 year field carpenter. Yeah, who who decided a few years ago to get into deck building. He and, builds uh, dicks. It's a nice yeah, deck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big dicks, <laughs> big dicks. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, so I, that's what I did. I just decided to, uh, somebody, somebody actually gave me some, some advice and they said, Ron, go create a demand for yourself. Wow. Forget all other points of view. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about staff. Don't worry about tools. Just go create a demand for Ron. And here I am uh, about five years into it and I knocked it out of the park. So, Ron, what were you doing when you had that advice? Like, what were you doing previous before you made a name and a demand? Well, prior to that, I was running around the countryside doing large union projects for a contractor out of Green Bay called H.J. Martin. H.J. Um, Martin. So, hand job Martins? <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're actually the largest union contractor in the United States. All right. So a big company, and I was up there pretty high in the uh, in the chain of command, and and uh, running running jobs, obviously, and and uh, I was just between jobs, and uh, my fiance says, "Ron, can you build this little four by six foot deck in front of my house so the mailman can put the mail in the box easier?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, I got every cool power tool there is." So I set up this huge, you know, uh, or staged this huge thing and, you know, and cut all the wood up and nailed it all together. And of course I went all crazy with hearing bones and all this other <laughs> fancy shit. And, and she says, well, that's really cool. And, you know, and so I, I, I understand now what her motive was, was to keep me home so we could, you know, further our relationship. All right. All right. So, and I mean, I didn't argue with that. I, I, love her to death so so my art cool and then and she, so she says yeah go, go create a demand for yourself this is beautiful what are you doing oh so this this come advice from the, was from your better half yeah damn no yeah. shit see i, I, thought, I thought this was, was like some a, like you know, mentor yeah. or superintendent was working with you wow no no wow. um this Came from you know just a anonymous woman in the universe of people and <laughs> and you know her so her um she'd never met anybody like me that that goes fishing and cuts the fish up and fries it all in the same swipe of the hand 
and and never dated a carpenter. She always dated doctors and lawyers and shit. You know, all the high society educated yeah. people. Yeah, the smart people, the rich people, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. she really yeah. upgraded. <clears throat> yeah, she absolutely. Did. Right. You know, she she went full fucking uh, blue collar. Fucking uh, all in. <laughs> Right. Got her a piece of that blue collar and ain't looking back. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You know, we work with our hands. You yeah, know? that's what I mean. Fucking like get down. He, car- uh, he yeah. carries his wood well. So, well, that's so, why you know him because he's got a big deck. Yeah. If I ain't got one, I'll get one. Yeah, I'll make one. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, it was a struggle like anything else. Um, I didn't know they just came out with composite decking and that material is a whole different beast than using wood. And you know, the, there's all kinds of, there's, it's not structural. It's yeah. like a veneer. And, and, um, so I had to come up with my own frame. So I, I knew that the frame wouldn't move, you know, after you put the decking on and stuff like that. And, and I really kind of, you know, changed the industry, so to speak with with my build so i even changed how stairs are attached and um sway blocking and all you know angulation blocking flatness um all that is that that composite decking shows any type of flaw oh if fuck you yeah you, it shows a hump if you have a little hump and it yeah it does everything shows everything right so so i i <laughs> kind of firewalled all the problems that could happen in a build, in a deck build. And, and so I came up with three components um, that would ensure that you had a plumb level square and flat deck that would never move. That's what I'm boring so, deck. Yeah, what did yeah, you do? Pick it up and put it in a planer? No curves, no <laughs> You no use a level and a speed square. <laughs> no speed squares. No, we, we, we right angles. Speed? Yeah, it's right angles. <clears throat> Haven't you angle. seen the thing where the, the the guy's like, "That's not a square," and the carpenter's like, "Yeah, it is," and he's like, it "Might be an electrician, <laughs> but that's a fucking triangle." <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. You're not getting me today. I know I'm the electrician, <laughs> but that's a triangle. <laughs> right. Well, what about the two foot framing square? Yeah, yeah right? it's a boomerang. I, right? I get it. I that get thing's it. fucking dangerous if you're not, you know. But if you think about it, it's careful. not a square. It is definitely no. a fucking triangle. Yeah. Right. So, do you guys do you guys know um, what you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? Your ex wife. <laughs> uh, no, it's a stick. A stick <laughs> <laughs> makes uh, sense to me. Yeah, so, absolutely. In, in, in the construction world, in particular, carpentry, we have a lot of freehand work, and and I think Matt can probably contest to this. There's a lot of problems with rough openings. Um, yeah, the ROs know, are never right. ROs are tough, and it, I was taught as a in a, at about 19 years old. Uh, how to to make sure I was accurate with my rough openings, and you always go width and then height, and you know, so if we want to uh, give a similarity or something to to compare to, mm-hmm. we just use dating. 
no problem. You'll never forget it. You care how <laughs> wide she is before how tall she is. That's true. Gosh darn. That's spot yeah, on. That's, that that's some true. words of, to live by. So what do, what do the women say <laughs> when they're judging yeah, what, men? Yeah. Do well, they look for the bulge? Are they looking for the girth or right? the length first? Um, I, I don't know. I, all I know is the one I have is happy. So you I mean you, you can always ask her, look on her Facebook for my videos, I guess. Right. Well, she's close by. She could podcast for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Tell her come join. <laughs> Sit down. No, I, she don't want nothing to do with that. I, I think it has to do with age bracket, what they care about. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 Or how big of dicks you can build. Yeah. yeah. Right. Big decks. So Ron, you morphed into a deck builder just by your better half basically trying to keep you home. That's exactly what happened. So um, what were some of the struggles and some of the fears and headaches as you were taking this new adventures life started happening? Well, some of the bigger challenges about being an entrepreneur first is always financial. Um, you're not, you don't get a weekly paycheck. Yeah. You know, you only get paid when the job is done to a certain level of satisfaction. Well, can't you just take like the deposit and put that in your bank account and go to the bar and for the weekend? Fucking have blast. Well, you can, but then you'll probably be going to be missing materials. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Credit cards, right. baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just, we'll just use a credit account. Yeah. 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 So, so another, of course, another big challenge is um, duplicating yourself by hiring employees. And, you know, in the, like any other market, good employees are really hard to find. They're even harder to keep. So unfortunately in the construction field, uh, as soon as you teach somebody everything that you know, yeah. they they're leave. on the way to go do it themselves. They don't need you anymore. They go buy an LLC and they discover that they know how to build the deck, but they don't know the business. Amen to that. Yep. So yeah, there's two big components <clears throat> there, right? And I'll reflect back to money again in a little bit. So you have you have labor, you have the financial disciplines, and then you have your marketable uh, presence or your market presence. Um, you know, I went to through the easy route of having contractors already sell the decks, and I would go do the go and just do the labor only. All right. Now, on a labor-only job, and I'll break it down to a real easy number, a $30,000 deck, you have one-sixth or 5000 for labor, 10000 for materials, and 15000 for the sales and contractor, because they both need to have money, too. All right. So, so... Uh, so so then I have this what I call a shoestring budget of of this five thousand, and it's kind of geared to make about thirty thirty five dollars an hour. Well, if you're paying anybody decent, you're paying them thirty bucks an hour. Well, now you only have a five dollar cushion, and you still got to pay unemployment and workman's comp, and you know yearly yeah, insurance. Whole- and yeah, I mean it's a, you're you're not making any money. Mm-hmm. So, so then I decided I needed to figure out a more efficient way of building decks. So taking the same guys, I developed some components that would aid. You know, every good mechanic 
makes his own tools. And, and same with carpenters, electricians, uh, all tradesmen. They, they have their own tricks. Yeah, most definitely. So one of the biggest complaints I'd had was the help or the uh, employees. Uh, they're always working on their knees. And what are they doing? Well, they're, well, they're, they're trying they're to decking. make him happy by you know, working on yeah. his dick. They're checking out that big deck. Yeah. They're they're working Jeez. on the big deck on their hands and knees, you know. Ron, are well, you an upper decker or lower decker kind of guy? I'm a, I'm I'm definitely an upper decker. You know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, all, all no sh- I'm all grow, no show. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so then uh so I, I I started going over these different scaffolding processes and you know, if you can imagine building a deck two feet off the ground, real easy. You're not bending over you're, too much. You're yeah. No, you're perfect, yep. right? So, so I started building wood structures underneath the deck I was going to build, so the guys could be on the wood structure while they're building the deck. Hmm. Well, it did. It wasn't very safe. I had, you know, we're hauling around a bunch of material. We're trying to reuse three quarter inch sheeting. It just yep. Castle. So then I went and I rented regular Mason scaffold, you know, five way scaffolding. Mm-hmm. That was real good, but it was only good to certain heights because you, you only have about a one foot adjustability. And then all of a sudden, what if you're at nine feet and your scaffolding is at seven? It just doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. Plus all the labor hauling yep. around. So then I, I got to thinking, I went, you know, what if I could just hook onto the scaffold, hook onto the deck? And, and with a component and, and then, and then have that be at the proper height. So I went into the, into my shop and I looked at a joist and I said, okay, well, I can hook it on here and come down, make an L, make a right angle. And there's the platform. And then I said, well, if they stand on here, it's going to pendulum back towards the other way. And I thought, well, I'll just put a stopper there. And so I drew that. And then I had a, another buddy of mine in a shop, welded out of angle steel, brought him to the job site, hooked it on the joist, and it worked. Nice. I, and I couldn't believe it. Well, so moving forward, now we have all of a sudden the joist runners are born. And I was so excited about this thing that I, I had the guy go make me 30 more, even though I only had like seven, eight employees at the time. Yeah. I'm like, right. I want to, I'm going to give them to my buddies who build that. Just try them out, talk about it, see what they like about it, what they don't like about oh, it, right? Absolutely. Well, I was actually just going to give it to them just so they could become better at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm not trying to sell them any of it. You know, I mean, I'm only paying 30 bucks a unit. Doesn't matter. You know, they're my friends. Yeah. So the report I got back after about a month was holy crap, Ron. <laughs> Uh, we went from, you know, making this $35 an hour to 80. Yeah. And, and of course my numbers changed. I went from building 40 decks in the season to 120 <laughs> decks in the season. Mm-hmm. Damn. And all of a sudden my shoestring budget was actually a viable business. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, all right. And so a couple of other components in there, um, Keeping the joist level, I developed this little steel clip, and you screw it on the end of the joist, and it keeps the joist planing with your rim and your ledger. So now all of a sudden, I don't have any more of that variation that 
we're trying to avoid, you know, with the up and down and yep. uh, concave and convex. And then, and then, um, and then this, uh, the, the other component is a cam that just sits on top of the joist and you buck your clamp against it so that you can keep the decking tight. Is that decking composite decking is kind of fluid. It, it's bends and stuff. Yep, real does whatever easy. it wants. Yeah. It's like a noodle. Well, so we use these pressure clamps, regular 500 pound Dewalt clamps and, and the boys are able to put all these clips in, clamp it, then screw it down, repeat the process. So, so all of a sudden now we went from kind of an ugly deck, if you will, the normal composite deck. Also, we have a nice flat uniform and, and best of all, a fast assembly. And I couldn't believe how fast these guys went. So where I'm thinking I need to hire 20 more employees, if I'm ever going to make any money, mm -hmm. I can actually downsize. Interesting. And, and, and so I don't have to manage so many guys, you know, and, you know, you give, give less They're guys efficient. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the efficiency is un unbelievable. So my next step in that was to, um, get these things manufactured and, and of course to be a, a commercial viable product, you got to pass ANSI regulations oh, and, yeah. you know, all that other stuff. And so they're deemed great for OSHA and all this other, I don't know anything about all that stuff. So, but I, my engineer does. Yeah. And, and, uh, so I come up with what I call now gen two generation two of the joist runners. And it's a beautiful aluminum bent and welded. And it's just artwork. Uh, you know, a beautiful thing. Yeah. But guess what? I couldn't get it manufactured. My unit cost was skyrocketed high yeah. and they could only make 30 of these things a week. I know the demand is a half a million of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so then I'm going, uh Oh, now I'm in trouble because I literally stuck four years of my business money profit my living money into producing into, these right and i'm and i'm dead in the water i i'm dead now not only am i out of money but i can't get any return on it mm -hmm. and it was a substantial i mean it's substantial it's four years of my of what is now a great business right down the tubes i'm at zero so so um so at any rate, instead of laying down in a greasy spot and crying that the world hates me and I, well, it does, but you know, <laughs> well, that's just in Michigan. You know, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they didn't like it because I learned how to beat everybody in pool. <laughs> so, so I, I moved though, so now somebody else can win first place in their tournament. Exactly. Yeah. So they should <laughs> like me again. So, so then I went to a casting engineer. Now, or a casting, a casting model. All right. Well, my engineer has nothing. Does he doesn't know anything? He doesn't about know casting. anything about that. Yeah. No. And so we start calling every casting house in the United States. I find one out in York, Pennsylvania, and the owner of that had just built a deck on him on his own house, and he owns a fourth generation casting company. So they're pretty good at what they do. Mm -hmm. 
And he says, fuck, Ron, I wish I would have had these. Absolutely. I will help you get this thing developed. Interesting. So, so they then teamed up with my design engineer and came up with more or less the same product. Looks a little different, but same, you know, using the same concept, everything matched up. Uh, it took probably six months to get the engineering done. And then I happened to be the first one to use 3D printed prototype casting. Really? So, so if you can imagine to, to create these casting billets, they're extremely expensive. They're ground out of a CNC machine mm-hmm. and they're 50,000 a piece and I need three of them. So, and if they're wrong, if, if the product doesn't actually work, say it's got a weakness in there that we can't find, I'm, I just threw away that money. You're up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Yeah. I but you got some really there. cool, you could make like a coffee table out of these things, well, you know, put you a piece could, of glass over you, them. <laughs> you could, but I think they weigh like 150 pounds, so you can't even, I mean, they're a boat well, anchor. No one will ever boat. steal them, you know. <laughs> Greg no drinking chocolate right. milk. Donut cough syrup. What is that? <laughs> oh, is yeah. that cough syrup? It's a Girl Scout cookie flavored iced coffee, something rather. <laughs> what I have fuck? no idea. <laughs> you guys smoking weed over there or something? <laughs> I, I think he may have on his way in here, but <laughs> fuck buying a box I needed, of cookies from the girls. He I, went about the drink. Yeah, I needed something to keep me awake. Like, but it looks like a Robotism bottle. It is, dude. <laughs> It might Jeez. be spoiled. It's so, got chunks in it. Just take a swig, Johnson. You're on video. You got to do it. That, dude. I bet you it's the best thing fucking that God oh, ever created. You're a plumber. You could unclog it. I don't know about <laughs> this, dude. Just shake it up. So continue with uh. What's so, today's date? So you got so you you He's found it printed. Casted. Yeah. So, yeah. so what's so, the date on that? So we did the we did the 3D printed cast prototype. Okay. We got the units over to so it took them a few weeks to get that all together. Humtown, yeah. Humtown was the one that did that. All us. right, we got the casted models. I threw them on this great big fixture that I made to test them, and it's got a crane scale so you can measure the weight. Do the weight, yeah, yeah. We needed thirteen hundred pounds to pass ANSI. I hit twenty three hundred pounds, so we're nice. definitely in. Oh no, no we're try it out. In. And then I even assembled it backwards in case somebody who was doing it didn't do it right. So I, I offset the assembly. Ooh, so yeah, to make sure that if somebody fucking does it backwards, that it won't fail that way. Correct. Hit the 2,300 pounds with that as well. Nice. So now all of a sudden I'm in. <laughs> well, moving forward, we, we're expecting the first delivery at the end of May. So the the demand for it is is incredible, and I'm not going over the numbers. Yeah, it's a lot of units. There's 150,000 deck builders, and they all need four. Yep, that's just the United States. Bingo, and bingo. I'm, yep, I'm also covered in Canada. That's like 600,000 yeah. units they need out there. It's just stupid. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's just crazy. That's amazing. So what is is this is out of plastic now? What no, it's out of aluminum. Aluminum. Oh, all right, so you're casting them in aluminum. All right. All right. No, it's awesome. 3D printing them. No, no. The 3D printing that, was just to make a model so ah, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. have to make the forms. Yep. What's, it, what's it called? I was looking for it. Joist okay. runners. Called a joist runner. 
I do have a deck page on Facebook. I'll I'll, I'll share the information with them after the yeah. podcast with them. I'm just trying to put my head around this thing. It's a Joyce runner. It's a Joyce runner. You don't know what a Joyce runner is? Yeah, right. It's a fucking Joyce runner, bro. It's like the Come guy on, that no. don't pay his bill. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a shyster runner. <laughs> Close, though. I love it. Let's yeah. So, so I'm uh, a plumber. They don't let me play with wood. Only wood I get to play with is mine. Yeah, you just drill the wood. <laughs> so let's see well, if I can get this well, pulled up here. Go ahead, Ryan. We're yeah, listening. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you can go to my Facebook. There's got to be some photos on there. Otherwise, I do have a deck page. Matt, you, I've sent you pictures. <laughs> yeah, of I got, I got everything. What is what is your Facebook page there, Ron? Go ahead. Uh, it's called Joyce Runner Scaffling System. Okay. And I, I just have two pictures posted on it. I, I just opened it so that no one else could. There. You know. So you'll you'll be able to see it there. You okay. just scroll scroll through that. That's kind oh, of yeah. pretty fucking cool, huh? So this has obviously changed your whole business by creating some of your own tools and scaffolding and shit joist runners and everything cool. else. It, it, right. it you know what's funny is what was it last no, it was two Novembers ago when I the deck that you helped me with, Rick. Yeah, we he just started getting these into production, and him and I got you know I, I think I posted something on Facebook, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, you got to check this out, you know, and him and I started bullshitting for you know Ron and I started bullshitting for probably like three months, right, trying yeah. to figure out, and he was about to fly out with like two units to just bring me to so I could just drive around and just show them to other deck builders. And for me to try them out on this deck, you know, and then I think what your wife was like, you're not just leaving today to fly to Michigan for no reason. Yeah, but I, but that's me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like we had this all planned out. I was like, uh, yeah, you can crash at my house for a couple of days and then we'll just bullshit and we can go, you know, talk and show us around Michigan. That's awesome. And then he calls me back. He's like, the wife says it's not a good idea to just jump on a plane today. And <laughs> well, Ty, right. she probably heard your first podcast. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 And she realized well. there could be a relapse. <laughs> background check on Matt turned out. No yeah. Plane yeah no good. Yeah. You're not allowed <laughs> to hang out with that dude, no matter what. Well, that's awesome. Cool. So now you got them. Are you, so May, you said May, they're going to be out and for sale. Yep. At, awesome. at the end of May. Um, and we've already got a pretty substantial amount spoken for. Very nice. Um, so in, in production, remember I said, well, I can only make 30 a week with the generation two Joyce runners. Mm -hmm. These I can manufacture 2,400 a week. So nice. I can I can literally do eighty times the volume. That's awesome, and and that's what you gotta have. Yeah, uh, and the the casting company is so committed to this that that they opened up another business within that business just to drill the holes for me, and they said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take care of you. We're gonna drill all these holes. Here's here's a logistics company. They're the best in the country. They're gonna bring them from our doorstep to your doorstep, and they're and we're gonna fly this thing together. So, how big of a pole barn did you just build in your backyard? <laughs> um, right now, I'm still in my my little thirty by thirty garage. Yep. And and I'm like, uh, right. I uh, I have well, obviously, 
with with the you know and their new engineering and blah blah blah. I mean, money is getting a little tight. Yep. I just happened to score a few good money making jobs. I took on more contractors and and uh, built a bunch more decks. So it turned out that right at the end of the year, I was dead broke again. But I made it financially to jump into the arena and, and get them done. That's awesome, man. So, I'm welcome to entrepreneurship. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a starving artist game. There's no getting around that. Nope. So I got a question for you, Ron. With that being said, it's a starving kind of business. What keeps an entrepreneur from just tapping out because obviously we're chasing a dream. Yeah, what gives you the drive every day? Yeah. You know, you're getting beat up. You're at the bottom. You're at the top. You're why, at the bottom. Why haven't you quit when yeah. you recouped all your money and said, fuck this, I'm out? Well, it's it's called tenacity. Um, I don't believe in failures. I believe in different outcomes. Um, as a carpenter, we build something and and the person we build it for, they don't like how it looks. Well, that doesn't mean I'm fixing it. It means I have to change it. So instead of denying that I have to change it, <clears throat> I pull my bootstraps on and I change it. So I use that same concept for everything. You know, I th- you got to be able to get over hills. Mm-hmm. If you get to the bottom of the hill and you ain't got the balls to at least try to get up. These nuts. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got these nuts. You're not going anywhere. I mean, you gotta have you gotta be able to look adversity in the face and say, I'm kicking your ass. I'm not going to quit. So, you know, a lot Some of people great words of advice. There, you know, Friday morning, they got a paycheck in the mail, right? Their instant bank account, whatever money transfer, it's there. That's not the way it is in the in the entrepreneur world. No. Um you can even do great work and people don't pay you. So, you know, if there's so many factors, the biggest one is tenacity. You got to have that, that internal gur, like the drive. The yeah. You got to have the gur. If you ain't got the gur, get back. I'm over. great. <laughs> Ryan, yeah. give us your big gur. Give us the best Minnesota fucking gur you got. Gur. Yes. There we go. I love it. He's got big balls. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because yeah, well, yeah. he didn't get that high pitch. <laughs> you got got one. One. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're a one nutter, huh? Well, I, well, no, I got two. I got one nut the size of a pea, and the other one's really small. <laughs> <laughs> All what? of a sudden, I want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, for being kicked. Oh, <laughs> too many <Yeah>. times. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, funny thing is, is so I'll give you a, a face of adversity thing. Um, I'm building this huge high end cedar deck, right? And, and we're doing, we're using a router to make these really cool channels and the rails. And my employees aren't really skilled with that. So I, I grabbed the router one morning and I'm running it down the thing and wham, it comes it jumps off the board and goes right into my hand. Ooh. Completely makes a meat, oh, a meat pile out of my hand. Uh, Luckily, uh, I missed my carpal tunnel by an eighth of an inch. And I missed all the connecting tendons to my thumb by an eighth of an inch. This thing ran out of power in my the palm of my hand. I got pretty big hands. Oh, fuck so me. then, 
So no, one-handed carpenters is useless as all can be. Yes. And it was at that point that I had to actually rely on my staff to do my work. Up until then, I had both my hands and I could always go to the job, you know, show them how to cut a board, show them how to nail something, you know, be there orchestrating, whatever. And uh, so all of a sudden I'm on my, I'm, I'm completely defenseless. Um, I'm a one-legged man in an ass kicking contest and I got to rely on the, on the guys cheering for me. And, and, and so I had to develop a different management skill than, than what I was used to. I was always in the field running carpenters my whole career. I've always been a leader, uh, but now I couldn't use my hands. And, and, uh, so I developed this different skill set of labor management in the field. So I implement photo reporting and all this other jargon to make an easier system. Well, now I've got a completely state trained staff where they run everything. I mean, I, all I do is schedule the deck builds. I know how long they take the guys who work for me. They don't have a clue. So I just schedule everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they take photos when they're done or every actually daily, they take three photos of what they're working on each employee and they send it in with their time card. And, and lo and behold, you know, I've got good guys though. Take good care of them. You know, they're trainable and they learn and they want to learn. They want to be better. And, and that's, that's a hard thing to find. It's even a harder thing to lead. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I went to go move it and it just went off. <laughs> <laughs> That's bedroom talk. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, so so um and then and then I I also uh implemented my little sister makes cookies, they're macaron cookies. They're these Ooh, macro- macron. Yeah, macrons. Uh no uh, a, a, a macaron is a coconut chocolate cookie. That's what I'm a drinking macaron. right now. A, <laughs> a macaron <laughs> is a tea cookie with ganache. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, All two right. different things. So anyway, I coconut caramel. Now I I give out her cookies and and I give so so I give my client these high end cookies, and then I give all the neighbors a box of cookies as well. I like I, your marketing how, strategy. How do you keep people's name in your mouth? Well, I literally put it there because the neighbors are all going to talk to each other. Oh, Ryan's walking around putting his uh, deck in everybody's mouth. Yeah, right. With the, with the, with you the want cookie. this big deck in your mouth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you like the, do you like the way that tastes? Yeah, just <laughs> add water; it grows. No, I, that's a that's a pretty solid sales pitch right there. It is. I like it. So, yeah. how many cookies do they have to make? I mean, like. On, on a weekly basis, how many cookies are you pumping out? Okay, so um, there's a 50% failure rate making these cookies. Macaron cookies generally sell for $85 a dozen, and they're the size of a silver dollar. What? That's how big they are. Wow. Who the fuck eats that? Um, lots of people. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many people spend that kind of money. I've never Googled more shit bucks. in my life. Yeah, like, now I was looking for your fucking a macaroni thing. Dude, now 80, I gotta look up $85 cookies. $85 for 12 cookies? 
Yes, and and that's and he's buying them for the fucking neighbors. I could go to Jimmy John's and be full. So not macaroon. No macaron. Are you still hungry after you eat all twelve? Um, they're only six. Well, yeah, I can eat twelve of them like popcorn. There's nothing to them. But it's eighty five dollars. Well, that's not what I pay for them. Uh, There's a there's a macaron club. In the United States, you just if you just Google Macaron Club, you'll find it real quick, and you can subscribe to. So, so macarons traditionally are have all different flavors. Some are lemon, some are grape, some taste like chocolate. You know, there's yeah. all just a whole array of sherbet ice cream ones. I mean, all kinds of them. I need to so get you, some of these cookies to sell to some of these fucking retards for eighty five bucks, dude. Oh, dude! retarded. If you could make macaron cookies, you could retire. Why? Why can't you? Yeah, why can't you, Ron? Well, the skill set to make those things is incredible. Are they these? Are they the ones that look like cheeseburgers? Yeah, they look like little mini hamburgers. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at them right now. You can buy them on Amazon for forty bucks. Let's 3D print this shit. Uh, for forty dollars, go ahead and order those once you take a bite. Oh you no, tell me if you well, just got fucked or not. Here, well, I would, I would. So there's a little bakery uh, where I used to live that, uh, and dude, they they have probably like ten of them, and they're every day they have ten on their. You know, they don't have a big surplus, and yeah, I'd go in there, and my daughter, they're like three dollars for one little what macaron. The fuck these cookies. I say three bucks, and, dude. And, dude but, for There's one right here, and they're dollars so for fucking twelve cookies. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, see who buys this shit. People that love macarons. People, <laughs> people, rich people, bro. Yeah, Rick. Yeah, this is a rich person. Problem. I get it, but yeah. here's a food tower of macaron cookies for four hundred and seventy fucking dollars. We need to create a shortage and drive the price up for those yeah. fuckers. So, so you pretty much you buy all your sister's macarons and give them to your customers, neighbors, and your customers as a thank you, and you build yes. them your. Pr- you build you build you build a dozen macarons in every deck build, right? One, two, three, four. <laughs> uh, every every deck build, every deck build, I I try to give out around two dozen cookies, and I only pay two bucks a piece for them. Wow! So the macaron wow. queen, you can get fifteen of these critters for two hundred and thirty-two bucks. Holy fuck! What do they taste Dude, like? Look at that! They're shit. good. They're really good. <laughs> Ron Malice, a fucking box of two dollars and fifty cent cookies, and Man. I'll tell you if I'll pay eighty five bucks for them or not. I I'll tell you what. I'll do one better. I'll mail you a couple. I'll mail Matt a couple boxes. No, no. Right, they'll right. never make it. Yeah, they won't make <laughs> it. Never make it. I'm gonna <laughs> give you my address when we get off, and uh, yeah. you can send me some two hundred dollar cookies. I'm in. Yep. I'm going to uh, take I mean, a box and try so to sell them to somebody. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're so good. They're, you'll just eat them. No. Yeah. yeah. I'll eat no, one and then I want to try to sell that box for like a grand. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> door to door. Take, if you take a grape macaron cookie, so it's purple, mm-hmm. and you look at it, you can taste the purple without even tasting it. Yeah, they're they're so they're a beautiful cookie. Oh, yeah, After they, they, they do are. some acid. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like you look at them, you're like, I, I, now I'm sitting there, I'm thinking of like the bakery down the street from my old place. Like, yeah, I'm starting to drool. And I don't even know what the fuck we're eating. Here, they almost look fake. This. It's really good. 
<laughs> Greg's drinking well, the macaron cookie. Yeah, right. No, that's a Girl Scout. What are the Girl Scout cookies with the coconut on top? Simone. That's the Samoas. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking is a liquid Simone. Or what we're we're, we're ugh, what we're used to known as the caramel delight. Yeah, Simonians. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. I know them as. So. So yeah, so yeah. go go into like a little bit of your backstory. Like, how did you? So you changed your way of how to manage your projects and whatnot. How do you keep your guys? On staff and keep them around, and how do you teach them? Yeah, to get them how do you retain are? employees? That's a good conversation these days. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, so so then then we're gonna get into the what it's what I call personal, and 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 that is about leadership. You know, remember the Titans? Yep. Leadership reflects attitude. Attitude reflects leadership. You had better be that kind of leader. Um, the difference between a boss and a leader, a boss walks around the corner and everybody starts hurrying. A leader walks around the corner, leaving the job and they go faster. So Boom. if you don't have those leadership skills, one, the guys will never listen to what you say. They're going to do things their way. Yep. If you don't have leadership skills, they're not going to show up at eight o'clock in the morning. They're going to be there at eight Oh five. And it's not about the straw boss discipline. Cause they just say, fuck it. We're, we're going to go to Work the next door. Yep. Right. People don't quit their jobs. They quit their boss. They quit the foreman. You know, they don't quit what they're doing. <laughs> Carpenters don't just all go be drive through window technicians over at Wendy's. So I guess, I guess, right? how do you tell, how, if you were going to tell our audience the difference between a boss and a leader, how would you explain it? Um, a leader is looking out for the best of their employees. They will um, foster growth. Your employees should be trending upward, not just financially, but mentally and physically, the whole nine yards. So, so I pay attention to um, complaints, mm -hmm. so to speak. You know, okay, my knees hurt from being on the deck. Okay, I'm going to develop joist runners. Now you're not on your knees anymore. Now you're um, not going up and down ladders a hundred times. You're not yeah. right. And you know, the six foot ladder is the largest contributing factor to death and injury in the construction industry. Yep. And using my system, you can throw those things away. You can't set up a ladder on a landscape that's dropping downhill. You can't set up a ladder that's you're all got big boulders and a beach. You're going to spend thousands a on a scaffolding apparatus to make that work. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to put both the houses up for sale. <laughs> right. See if we can't get it to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, <clears throat> any rate, keeping and retaining employees, you, you have to, you have, you have to be dignified. You know, you, you can't, you can't remove a guy's dignity or a person's dignity and expect them to be loyal. You know, that's that Boom. straw boss mentality. I'm going to oppress you into being a good employee. You know, you're underneath the threat of being fired. You're underneath the threat of not, you know, performing, performing well enough. enough. Yeah. Right. Instead, instead, I give them the tools, the mental tools to become a better employee. 
you know, and, and so I take the time to explain to them, you know, if you do better at this and you try a little harder and you have this positive perseverance, you can get higher. You can keep growing and keep building and, and, you know, you can make more money. So, um, my guys never have to ask for a raise. I just give it to them and, and I give it to them over time, not how many decks they build, but what was their attitude while they're on my job? Yeah. I'll tell you something right now, every 100% of the clients that I serve, they forget who I am. They know my employees. They'll ha- they'll buy them pizza. They'll buy them donuts. They'll have coffee set out for them. They'll give them cash. But, but that's pretty know- freaking spectacular, right? Well, they know my guys's attitude um, is is to do their best, and and if if their best doesn't qualify, they're okay with that. They can swallow their pride and they can <clears throat> change it. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? So. There's this common thing where, where where contractors or whatever they'll say, well, the homeowner loved it, the homeowner likes it, and so I question the homeowner's level of expertise in viewing that particular finish. So, to me, if another contractor, another professional, another expert looks at that job. Will they say that's a perfect job? Now you have the answer between Two whether or not you're good at what you do. Yep. You know, because I tell you what, I I look at thousands of decks, and I'll tell you what, there's thousands of them that I wouldn't pay for myself. I wouldn't even touch them. Wouldn't <laughs> you even you touch wouldn't them. touch thousands of decks. I wouldn't even sit on them. There's I wouldn't <laughs> not even for a second. I wouldn't fondle it. Be pretty it, nasty if you, Matt won't sit on it. <laughs> Right. No, right. It, it is insane, you know, seeing the quality of people's cr- you know, craftsmanship that's acceptable to a homeowner. And you're just sitting there like, oh, my God, like <laughs> taking away by it and you're embarrassed by it, that that's right. being sold as quality work. So so um, I got involved with using moisture shield decking. <clears throat> And and the the regional sales manager for Moisture Shield is is the same age as my employees. I'm 51. They're all they're, those guys are 21 and 26. You know, or 21 through 26. They're young. You're and, still a young buck yourself. I at 51, I feel young. Yeah, right. And fat. <laughs> I mean, mostly fat. He's, he's young, getting to the age I'm, where you start looking at coffins for entertainment. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and big ones. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the thing is, it's it's okay to be fat uh, towards the end of your life as long fuck as you, you have. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! You're yeah. cool. <laughs> fuck you! I'm out. Because <laughs> you know you can be fat at the end of your life, but you got to have fifteen or twenty good friends that'll carry you at the end. At the last. Exactly. Day. I don't know if I got any. Yeah, if you're an asshole, Rick's got the three of us. Yeah, you might want to stay skinny. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to cut you up into pieces and put you into several coffins. Just run me through the mulcher. Yeah, Yeah. we're gonna get the FAA freaking head and just just, wait. Yeah, mulch his ass. Find a nice piece of land and mulch me. I like it. Or dehydrate them. Yeah, Yeah, dehydrate me. 
put put you in the smokehouse for a few weeks, then we can carry you around. F and A, <laughs> feed it to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. That could be like a delicacy. It could. Okay. Have a left nut. Try it with your ball of soup. Oh, thank you. So it's just it's just amazing. You know, I've I've known you for probably you know probably about fifteen years, and yep, you know we've had about well, five years of not talking for a while because you went out to Minnesota, but then you know we rekindled it through the Facebook. You know, checking out the decks you've been building, and man, I'm 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 mind blown the the system you've created and. You know the the guys that you have working for you, t- teaching them and taking them under your wings, and yeah, it's it's amazing just watching you guys work. I, I can't believe well, that there's cookies that cost that much. That's what I've, the cookies. I'm that's even mind blown too. Fucking blown <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> like all, all decks aside, fucking yeah. cookies that cost that much money. I'm yeah. still over here. My wife like, would fucking what shoot the me. Fuck. Or she'll no, give you a big happy hug. Here's if you say if you give your wife a box of those macaron cookies, you pretty much write the schedule for the evening. Uh, They are the go-to cookie for women. If they have any kind of culture, any kind of uh, taste in life, you're in. So I want to feed this shit to my wife, and we're going to get it on. Just I'll, have Barry Manilow in the background. I'll bet. I'll bet lunch right now with every one of you guys that you can go home. You never knew what a macaron cookie is, and you ask them, and they'll say, "Oh yeah, well they're deli- Yeah, I like macarons. Do you have one? You know, because they're 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 just that prestigious. Hmm. So um, women know about them. Of course, they you know they buy Gucci bags and you know and. We don't do any of that shit. We yeah. think we're cool when we have a stiletto hammer. Hell you know? fucking yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so they, they, they know how to enjoy the finer things in life. Ryan? Yes, sir. Hang on. <laughs> Who you call it? My wife. All right. What's going on? You're, hey, you're on the podcast. You're on the podcast for a second. You're on the podcast with Ron and all of us. Do you, Why? Because because we're blown away by this. <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. I want to know if you know what the fuck macaron cookies are. Macaron. Macaron cookies are. Um. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of the them. Fuck? I don't think I've had. Aren't they white or something? They're, how much do delicate. they cost? Yeah. How much would you pay for twelve of them? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Good. Well, this guy <laughs> wants me to fucking bound for eighty-five dollars for twelve of them, and they're size of a quarter. What kind of cookies are they? Macarons. <laughs> Macaron. 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 Good shit in them for that. They, right? <laughs> they say the woman eats one and you go to Pound Town. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's what they say. So, Ron, or, uh, your husband ordered uh, 12 dozen of them. So, yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we're going to try to sell some boxes of cookies. We had to figure out how many cookies were in a yard because we're taking the high hood. <laughs> <laughs> pick them up. <laughs> so you know what mac you know what macaron cookies are then? Not really. No, I mean I know I think they're white. Okay. They, they well, look I'm like not- miniature cheeseburgers. I'm beautiful. Right now, so I will as soon as I'm done driving, I'm gonna Google. Well, Ron, Ron will explain to you what they are real quick. Then we'll let you go. Uh, oh, hello there. That's my <laughs> wife, Ron Linda. 
Linda, Ron here. Pleasure Hello. to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Hi, Linda. It's Greg. Um, Hi, Linda's um, Matt. A, a macaron cookie is a delicate tea cookie. They're, okay. they're, they're the rich and shameless cookies for having tea. Mm, okay. When 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 you Google them, you'll see there's an array of different flavors and and they're a real delicate, hard to make cookie. Matter of fact, they're they're when cookie when making them, they're at a fifty percent failure rate. Wow. So, yeah, it's not like making peanut butter cookies where you can eat them all even if they're burnt. Right. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, so, so dumpster diving at that factory yeah, is probably right? still good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely curious, so I'm going to Google it when I when I can. I think Rick would appreciate it if you didn't. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm just going to come home and be covered in macaron cookies, honey. <laughs> oh, yeah. So don't schedule what? anything for tonight or the next yeah. year. I'm so confused. It's like oh, cocaine, no. and you're going to eat it you, piece you by piece. Behave. Just behave. All right. Love you. <laughs> All right, love you too. Have fun. Bye, Linda. Bye. <laughs> That's awesome. That, that poor girl. <laughs> I guess you might have I to call I my owe, wife next. I guess I kind of owe him lunch because she kind of admitted she knew yeah. what they somewhat yeah. were. Yeah. No, we. I could question, and I don't mean to take away your pride, but how much money do you make a year? Because it's kind of a rich thing. Not enough to fuck buy macaron cookies. No, me neither. <laughs> like, I let my wife supersize it from time to time. Like, yeah, that's kind of letting her all hang out. And then fucking McDonald's took it away. Yeah, it just isn't the same, brother. I mean, you want to supersize that meal, baby? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that was living, living that large. That was living yeah, real like, large. Yeah. Like I take her out when it's two for one kind of date. Yeah. Yeah. You can get anything you want on the left side. <laughs> it's right. It's the dollar menu. Yes, yeah, the dollar yeah. menu. You want If you want to no up it up and get one to go home, we can. Yeah. Sad, sad so times I, we I live in. What, I, I will make sure I actually see my sister here on <laughs> April 15th and I'll place, uh, uh, I place my order anyway. And uh, I'll I'll get a box out there for you guys of all the different ones. You're the bomb. Um, You're the bomb. Typically, <laughs> typically, those little tiny cookies are cut into four pieces when served. Come on, right? so I'm not kidding you. They're served as about a dime size um, portion. So, is there a special it's, like macaron knife that you use for these two? <laughs> Um, I would Saw's think it'd be really sharp. Yeah, right. You get yeah. really little plates. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna set this all up. We're gonna get you on live TV. We're gonna put this all on the YouTube. Yeah, yeah we're gonna, we, we have. We we're have gonna that do, put them on our coffee yeah. table. We're gonna have yep. Trump or macarons and tea. Yeah. Episode. I want one that's a Trump cookie. <laughs> well, it won't matter anymore. He's going to jail, right? No, nope. <laughs> he ain't going to jail. Um, no. I tell you what, if he goes to jail. I'll make sure everybody's got two cookies. <laughs> so, so now you know. Now, now you know where the bear shits in the woods. Yeah, right. <laughs> what, what's no. Brian? What's Brian? Well, since Brian's not here, we got to shit on him a little. Fuck bit. Brian, he's what, gone. What is Brian's cookie gonna say? Ooh, pride. Uh, I hugged a girl, or I sniffed a girl. <laughs> <laughs> we could get him one that said I kissed a girl and liked it. Yeah. 
So, so I'm assuming I have to go out there then to be in your live podcast thing. No, 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 no. We can we do can it right do here. A, we can do a video, but if you, it'd be even better if you were in person. If you want to come out and do oh. it, we'll, we'll. Yeah, we got a yeah. badass studio. I won't say no. I'll dress up in my nicest car hearts and come over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, now we have a date because uh, I'd rather do it in person. I, I like think it. That's you know what? Lovely. In true I'll Minnesota style, we should do that ice fishing. Oh, dude, he's the ice fishing god. It's oh yeah, yeah. We ain't got no ice, Ron. You know how many times I made it out ice fishing this year? Uh, no, how many? Zero. That's because you could have took a dinghy out. Zero. It was so oh. fucking bad. Most of the so time, bad. you needed a jet ski. Well, I tell you what, we've had thirty inches of ice here. My average is usually five days a week from from Thanksgiving to now. Yeah. And I went five times. Wow. Yeah. So that, hey, no when life gets no busy, man, be an entrepreneur. You got to be out there. You got to work. You yep. know, so but. that whole create a demand for Ron thing is kind of went haywire on me. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, I, I had actually planned on a nice relaxing evening. I made some fresh popcorn for the wife or we were going to watch a movie, which only happens about once every two months. All right. And, and all of a sudden, I get a phone call. And then this this Michigan asshole calls you just to bullshit. And then all of a sudden, we had a you know we got you on the show. That was right. That that was my yeah. ice fishing. I, I set the lure yeah. and I freaking pulled. I yanked Man's up. That's a and fucking I set hell of a fisherman. <laughs> Hooks all his well, friends. This this wouldn't be possible. That's what I she did. said. <laughs> it wouldn't be possible, but I made the popcorn right before you guys called. Otherwise, there's no way I'd have got out of it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Smart man. Yes. Now, yeah. Ron, if you could give any advice for somebody that's interested in becoming a carpenter and they're on the fence, what would that be? Uh, you, you'd better have a real strong passion for working hard. Because carpentry, there's nothing easy about it. It is 100% heavy physical labor. None of the tools, none of the materials are lightweight. Everything's heavy. Um, you know, iron workers, they're kind of the other badass builders. But everything that they do is lifted with a crane. See, we don't have cranes. Um, we build with our hands. So my advice, um, be ready, you know, be ready for the challenges. So there's a physical challenge, there's a mental challenge, uh, and then there's the, the, the learning curve that goes into it. It, it takes a lifetime. It does. To, to become a very good, efficient <clears throat> carpenter. Um, even though I'm a little heavier, I'm able to hang 40 sheets of drywall a day to a guy that's like mat size and is a lot faster on his feet. If he doesn't have my technique, he can only hit 10. Yep. You know, so it's all about developing that efficiency and techniques for everything. So work smarter, not uh, harder, right? You got, yep. You got it. it yep. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. And, and then you, uh, you, with that being said, that was awesome advice, but we're going to end it on this. If you could change anything, what would your dream job be? Oh, that's easy. 
I wouldn't change nothing. Fucking A. Love it. Not one single thing from from the age of 17 years old. Yeah. When somebody pulled me out of the pool hall and said, come help me sign this apartment building to today where I'm building decks. And I know how to build every single building. Doesn't matter what it is. Doghouse to the church. That's fucking amazing. I man. wouldn't I wouldn't change one day. Love it. And I, and there's a lot of days I didn't want to do it. Right. But you got to have passion, brother. You love if, it. If you're going to be good at every anything, you're going to be good at anything, you better have some passion or you're not going to go anywhere. So Very my good. advice, follow your passion. You heard it here, folks. Awesome. Ron Lateral. The so, fucking carpenter god, the so, man. So, of Ron, if decks. you want to, you want to plug your uh, what, or your Facebook page again or whatever. And how would they get in contact with you, Ron? Yep. For for what? For your deck thingy. For your, your deck job or your deck, the, the Joyce your upper deck. Yeah. Or the Joyce you, runner too. Or if you got a TikTok. Oh, okay. So, plug away so here. When, I, when when I hit social media here in about a month and a half mm-hmm. with the Joyce runner. That name will be overnight synonymous with with Dex. All right. Well, so there's no. I mean, I myself, um, I'm not very effective, but but the millions that I'm going to reach overnight, that's effective. I love it. Well, I, I really I built a great team um, for getting this out into the market, for having it manufactured, having it engineered. To the whole nine yards. It's all about team building. Fucking a. You know, one guy can't do it alone. You have to know. You gotta have a team. You gotta have a big you deck. Gotta, <laughs> you gotta have a big deck for the people. <laughs> all right, dude. All right. Awesome, all right, brother. It's been fun. I enjoy it. We're looking for the. I'll be looking for the next one, and I'll make plans to go out there. We'll have some cookies. I'll bring a Joyce runner with, and then after that, we'll go see who can drink the most beer. I love it. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. All right. Well. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Sweat and Grime. You know where to reach out to us on our Instagram or Facebook. Uh, If you guys love what we do and you want to help us grow, we have a PayPal set up at the Sweat and Grime uh, website. So check it out. Help us out so we can keep on growing. Tell your friends. Get a hold of us. If you got a story or you know someone with a story, reach out. We'll get at you. I'll I'll repost you guys on my social media. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks. We're out. Absolutely.